0: All right, welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Renegade Free-for-All. That's on the RenegadePopCulture.com podcast network. Um, Boy, it's been a while since I've done that intro. (laughs) 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 My name is Keona, also known as Neoplasmic. Um, With me tonight, I have Mike. How's it going, guys?
1: We have Jacob.
0: What's up, y'all? And we have Drake, our special guest, co-host. How you doing, Drake?
1: Buongiorno. I'm doing... Just
2: Dandy today. And we
0: should be uh, joined in progress, by the way, by um, Josh and Crystal, hopefully, as soon as they can.
2: Yeah. uh, By the way, this is, um, for those of you keeping track, this is Drake's um, first one since the Jungle Cruise and Green Knight one. So good to have you back, Drake. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, Was Jungle
1: Cruise and Green Knight the same podcast? Yeah. It was the same episode? Yeah, it was. Um, what two drastically it. different movies yeah uh, I know. right
0: I just, yeah <laughs> i was just like wow that's a i i think i think that was like exactly the idea behind behind that episode too um
2: i, I mean also out of convenience too because they came around the same way again yeah yeah back when we back when we had a somewhat of a plan for how consistent we were going to do these things the marquee one somewhat yeah yeah um so anyway, so it's a free-for-all. So.
0: It So, is a free-for-all. So free-for-all basically means that we can talk about whatever topics are on our minds. It can be anything from movies, video games, mental health, comics, TV, music. Basically, whatever's on our minds, wherever the conversation takes us, it's where we go. So, That is the limit. Yep, exactly, exactly. Jacob, do you want to talk about um, – uh, do you want to go ahead and just maybe uh, tell us about um, your – future plans and, and what's going on, or should we save that for the ending?
2: Um, Actually, we can do that now. I think our audiences are entitled to hear um, where I'm going, um, why you won't be hearing my voice um, in the next few months is that I've got a job recently at Central Michigan University working as a part-time research assistant. It's going really, it's going well so far. We've been doing a lot of really successful planning so far, and I look forward to seeing what the future holds for me and unfortunately that means that this is going to have to take up a lot of my time here so um sorry y'all but i'm not going to really have a lot of free time to record these things so this is going to be the last time you hear from me at least for a while
0: no it's actually it's a great thing for you though man it's 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 really a, a happy day for you i think and it's also isn't it also your birthday oh yeah happy birthday jake
2: I I do believe that it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to give us a roundabout number of how many how many uh, rotations around the sun you've had?
2: Uh, thirty, the big three zero. Holy 3-0, crap! Man. I didn't know you were
0: thirty. Good yeah. gosh! Wow! Holy cow! 30. Welcome There's welcome to guys. the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, congratulations. Happy birthday to you, man. Mm, um, yeah. You know, it's actually, this is a celebration of Jacob's time with us here. This is not, this is not a farewell for you, by the way, my dude. You are going to, you are going to come back at some point in the future. Look at me. I thought I was leaving and I came back. So, yeah. What, what, what do, what do I always say?
2: Once a, Once renegade, a, renegade, always a renegade? Always a renegade. That's right. That's right. Uh, I mean. We just high five. So,
0: so, so Jacob, um, you 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 can you can save you can save some of uh your stories for when josh and crystal get here but yeah. for now just in a general sense um in a general sense how would you just des- would you describe your time here at r p
2: c fun it's honestly really fun um i'm i'm glad i got to meet a lot of cool people i've got um Everybody, the entire cast and crew here: um, Kiona, Mike, Cameron, Josh, Crystal, um, Teresa, um, Haley, and also Brock. Um, Dot um, Brock. Brock. Brock, Brock um, Tyler. Brock, um, and Drake, whom I actually have quite an interesting history with. Um you know, we we've had um, yeah, all kinds of people united by the same love. For media and the stories to get us through times like the past three years <laughs> these times because god knows we've needed an escape i mean we basically started this thing right at the
0: almost at the march 2020 of the, of, you know yep. you know what and uh and it's what it's what, what happens
1: march? <laughs> what are you guys talking about <laughs> The uh, it's tar-
0: it's, it starts with a P. Um, uh, Panera pantomime.
1: <laughs> Panera pantomime. Oh, I know what you guys are talking yeah, March about. March
0: 2020. The, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. When yeah. the world, down the world shut down. And yeah, just everything went down.
2: March 2020. To the point where I bleached so much in the mission that I came up with the tagline. That's right. The bring my marketing expertise to <laughs> the i've i always wanted to be kind of a marketer to be dude no you did great i've always that
0: that was the tagline that was the yeah. thing that we needed really honestly and could not come at a better time yeah it's stuck yeah yeah um so what i want to do is uh drake let's start with you man uh what's what's been going on with you in terms of where where you're at with pop culture or just what's been going on in life or whatever you want to talk about I'm
1: at with pop culture you know what yeah. i'm watching right now
0: <laughs> what are you watching right now
1: at at i am watching uh, euphoria which oh. is a show that everybody's watching right now uh <laughs> 2 years ago maybe but <laughs> i am i don't i i love it it's fantastic um i have not seen it well here's the thing I avoided it for so long because I didn't want to get FOMO for these teenage parties that did not exist, you know? <laughs> and it, when I watch it, it's so obvious. Like, yeah, a party like this does not exist. It's never going to happen. All these high schoolers, first of all, look 30. And where, where are they getting the access to the, all this alcohol and drugs? And there's no cops. This, this doesn't make this would never happen in real life, but when I was like younger and a little more insecure, I was like, "Oh, I gotta be at a party like that." Ah, oh, I don't want to watch it because then I'm seeing the party that I'm missing out on. Ah, oh. Euphoria. That's the <laughs> that's a show with Zendaya in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, HBO. Yeah, um, and it, it's yeah. it's a very HBO show too because there are a lot of penises. <laughs> so I've heard.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: I've started definitely. watching speaking of TV, I've that's started watching I've watched the first two episodes of The Sandman already. Nice.
1: Nice. That is
2: a good show. I love how I love Cain and Abel. They're my favorite characters so far. Yeah. Um they're my favorite Sand- characters in the Bible too. Yeah. Yeah. Cain has killed Abel so many times that Abel's just used to it. He just get out gets out of the grave when a... it oh it's all uh, right. Um very dark comedy in there. Very... So
1: so yeah, I'm very, very unfamiliar with the Sandman world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sandman Based off, um, is is the Cain and Abel and the Sandman the same Cain and Abel uh in the Bible? Vague, vague, vaguely. It is? Okay. They
0: yeah, believe so. Yeah, because Neil Gaiman just kinda he 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 sort of picks and chooses from the different mythologies. I think yeah, and that's in a way.
1: Yeah, and that's what I really liked about. Uh, yeah. That's what I really liked about um American gods. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I still have not seen American Gods, but that's because for the longest time I didn't have um what was it on Showtime?
1: Stars, yeah, I think. Stars. Oh, even, see, even Even Even, even, (laughs) yeah, um, start it. It's it wasn't very good, it wasn't as good as the book. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's what I've heard. The uh, a big issue with it is that, um, so Brian Fuller created the first season, and then and then he had creative differences with Brian Fuller and Mm -hmm. pretty much forced him out, and so they're uh the entire writing staff went with brian fuller uh you you had a few different characters who refused to be in season two without brian fuller's direction and season two was just a complete mess i don't know if there was a season three but i do know that it's been canceled and there's no really nobody's really asking for like it to be revitalized on netflix or anything
0: yeah to my knowledge um season two was the end which Mm -hmm. from from what i've heard it's probably for the oh i take it back there was um there was a third season oh but that was the end of the road I, i guess in neil gaiman's recent track record american gods is a loss and sandman is a win definitely definitely Sandman's a huge win. If you ask me, I think that was a very, very good show. Yeah, they just one, the one, one thing one thing that was um kind of frustrating was that until until like just recently when they announced that Sandman was getting uh, more new episodes. Interesting that they're not calling it a season two. Um, it it took forever um like to get any news about um the show's renewal despite despite like being number one in like various countries around the world and being like one of like one of the most watched shows on netflix at the time Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah yeah. jacob i'm glad i'm glad that you're liking uh the show so far
2: yeah i mean i like neil gaiman's writing style he also did *Coraline* and the english dub for princess mononoke
0: Oh yeah, that's right. He- oh that's right, my God. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched Princess Mononoke. okay. Um all right, Mike, what's been going on with you, my friend? Um so couple couple things. One, um it's award season. So uh yes, yeah. So in addition to my animation duties i'm trying to do my due diligence and keep up with a lot of these movies that are up for major awards and one of the movies that i saw um last weekend was the whale um now i know this is a very polarizing movie mm-hmm. um there are some people who love it there are some people who have like major problems mm-hmm. with it um with mm-hmm. Just so like, I've heard. Yeah. yeah the the sub the subject matter is um very delicate and very
2: touch and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can see and
0: that. I'm I'm not I'm not even just talking about um like the main character that Brendan Fraser plays. Um and yes, uh, Fraser's performance is excellent. I don't think I don't think he's the only good good actor there. Um I think Hong Chao and Sadie Sink are are probably my two favorite performances outside of outside of Fraser. But like there is there there's there's a lot going on in that movie um from all of these different relationships to this weird this weird subplot about um this like doomsday cult um yeah and like it's it it's weird but i i i kind of understand i understand to some extent why Darren aronofsky took on this project because while while aronofsky is an atheist there like religion comes up in a number of his movies yeah. um Particularly, his adaptation of of the Noah's Ark story in uh, Noah, and even even Mother has yeah. a lot of
2: religious allegory. Mother was basically oh, yeah, the Mother. Bible. It was about the, basically the Bible condensed. Yeah, yeah,
1: basically that's basically what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah, go, I I didn't know that when I was watching them when I was watching Mother. I had no idea what it was about, and when uh, it clicked to me. It was a retelling of the Bible about like two thirds of
2: and of the way in the movie. I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" <laughs> As, um, do you guys remember Mother? That actually got an F Cinema Score rating. I remember that. Um, you know, what movies. You know, what other movies have got an F Cinema Score rating: Disaster Movie, The Devil Inside, Alone in the Dark, and The Wicker Man remake. I would have expected more Uwe Boll. Yeah. Right? No. Only the truly despised movies by audiences get that um distinct dishonor.
3: Yeah,
0: because you cause usually um <laughs> it wasn't that bad people no. I don't know. So, like you usually um cin- cinema score um it, it, it depends a lot on audience expectations. Yeah, like definitely. I know a lot of like a lot of horror movies will get like D de- like either D-plus or D-minus cinema scores. Yeah, audiences
2: tend to have different tolerance levels when it comes to that sort of stuff. Indeed. Yeah, Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And,
0: yeah, I mean, if you're just going to, to, you know, you go to see a movie, it's called Mother, with the exclamation point, and you're like, oh, it's Darren Aronofsky, you know. Actually, I, I mean, think what
2: what what drew people into I don't that was the man. fact that Jennifer Lawrence was in it.
0: Oh, see that's the thing if you're gonna go see like you think it's gonna be like a Jennifer Lawrence movie, then
2: uh yeah, one genre that typically gets no. high ratings for that is like uh like in the a range is like inspirational dramas, oh yeah, sports dramas, especially especially like Christian movies. I've noticed like Christian movies are basically just two hours sermons yeah. where how does cinema score? Get its ratings. So yes, they, they, what the letter rating, letter score.
1: Yeah, but where are they where are they getting the ratings? On the opening, oh, they opening weekend. people
0: that that come out of the theater or something like that. Like, don't they have yeah? Like, yeah polsters? Like,
1: posters. Um, <laughs> I've never been pulled before, so where are these posters?
0: I don't know. At, I I've California. never seen them. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, in California, I, New York, or something. Probably like. Yeah, I'm what what I'm assuming like is um. They they select people at random, probably in like the major metropolitan areas on fr- like on like Friday night or whatever whatever opening day is for a new release. They'll they'll select like, you know, however many people and they will give the rating and that and that is your uh cinema score for the movie.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> the opening day audiences are the people most enthusiastic. To see it. That's why they're so interested to hear what they have to say. Um yeah. And typically like like movies that have like a built-in audience, like stars with a built-in audiences, so sometimes they go to expect one thing and terms to into something different, like um punch drunk love with Adam Sandler, for instance. That or was, Uncle like, gems
1: with Adam Sandler.
2: No, Uncle gems that actually got a better rating than um I know, but a, a lot of a lot of Adam Sandler Very different, yes. comedy yes, that's fans. That's what's
1: expected. Yeah, yeah. like uh, my sister's boyfriend loves Adam Sandler comedies, and he absolutely despised Uncut Gems when he watched that on Netflix uh, because obviously he had no idea what it was about.
2: <laughs> and he wasn't expecting a two-hour anxiety attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: hmm so anything anything else going on with anybody or or should I take my turn now um actually I want to hear a little bit more about your um media media habits and consumption media habits and consumption okay uh (laughs) what does that sound like a problem that I have to go see a doctor for um (laughs) you know uh I would say that um I've been trying to catch up on on some movies like like we were talking about it in the in the uh the the pregame if you will to this podcast i was i was um talking about bullet train a little bit uh that was a fun little action romp i i did enjoy that um i saw banshees of Inishirin, which um was a very interesting very dark movie and, and very a, and very Irish, so I've heard. very Irish, too. Uh, yeah, it was interesting to hear that. I, I did love the Irish brogues. And um, I was just, uh, I don't know. My mood after that was kind of like, okay, I think I need an upper. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we have after that that I watched? Uh, I've been on kind of a Batman kick lately, so I watched, like. but I've been doing the smorgasbord. So what I've been doing is more like the, uh, I watched Batman 89 just to get the Keaton fix. And uh, of course, classic. So, you know, I loved it. And then I I kind of skipped everything else and went to Dark Knight Rises. Oh, so, you no, know, that's a good to- tonal switch. Um, but, you know, I got to say for a third movie in a trilogy, not that bad, not that bad. Mm-hmm. I wish it was a little bit better in certain aspects, but it was a pretty good film. And of course, you know, I, I mean, pretty good. You know, it's it's Nolan. It's Christopher Nolan. So, you know, he he, he knew what he was doing with the Dark Knight trilogy, I would say. Um, oh, yeah. Interesting that that movie is more of a sequel to Batman Begins than to the Dark Knight. If you really look at it, it's got more yeah. to that but um. it's, uh, other than the Harvey Dent stuff. Right. But I mean, like, if you look at it in terms of the storyline itself, like, there's more callbacks to the League of Shadows, and, and you know, of course, Crane being in the movie as the judge, sentencing people to death or exile, and, uh, um, of course, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, of course, which is, which is, yeah, I wish we had gotten that movie, um, and after that, so so now instead of jumping to the next, uh, you know, which would be Batman versus Superman, I just jumped to Zack Snyder's Justice League, the 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 Zack Snyder cut. So uh, so still watching that one because it's four hours and you know, there's a lot of things that happen. But um, <laughs> I, I gotta say, it's definitely, definitely, definitely improved over the theatrical version that we got for sure. Not
2: even close. Remember when we. Sure. Remember when we talked about that and the like epic block- five hours five at hours Snyder C U podcast? Yes, I do remember that, long that.
0: that that was fun, but also draining. Very <laughs> so
2: draining. Oh, Drake, you had to be there, man. Five,
1: I don't think I wanted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> five hours. The
2: yeah. longest
1: podcast in the history of
2: renegade pop culture, yeah. which
0: will never be topped ever again. Yeah, the audience um,
2: like who yeah, the same audiences who um could sit through the Snyder Cut just listen to our podcast were like Exactly. Right. That's, that's exactly what it was, I <laughs> think. Yeah. Um
0: boy, how how what an interesting history we have with that whole movement. But um, you know, anyway, it's a good film. It's a good film. So um, have you
2: that. given in this case, have you given the, bat night, the Batman another chance? Not yet, but that's what I'm working towards. Okay, because I know you weren't a, really a fan of that. I,
0: I'm very kind of, I'm very like, yeah, lukewarm on that. Because it, it, it's a good film. It's a good film. I can't say that it's like bad or anything. I, I would just say that I feel like, you know, if the Dark Knight trilogy was serious, this is very serious it's so like we're black like, on black it's we're like, like to the point where everybody talks in a whisper and i and i have to say to, to each other and everything and I, and but I, I just love the fact that every time commissioner gordon comes on screen in this movie he's like he's like jesus, jesus.
2: i love jesus. his interactions with Batman. like that
0: it. is all he ever says when he comes on screen I,
2: he i think <laughs> batman and gordon actually have the best chemistry out of any of these movies it was yeah. Well they it get they good. get down and dirty together. Like they they yeah. chemi- their chemistry kind of reminds
0: me a little bit of um Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with um Yeah. Yeah, Robert, Robert Redford, Redford Paul and Paul Newman. Paul
1: Newman. Yeah. They yeah. they definitely have
0: that kind of dynamic and They have that dynamic. They have that energy. Yeah. yeah. And that um, that's, that's just one of the many things I loved about about the Batman other other than other than it just being like I I know I know the character is very well-trodden territory, but Mm -hmm. still, this, this feel, this feels like, it feel, it feels like Matt Reeves is one of those few, few filmmakers who like fully grasp the concept of Batman. Every, everything from like, everything from Gotham City itself to, um, to the penguin being not just not just, like, an abomination who lives in the sewers, but, like, a legitimate businessman who happens to, who happens to run, yeah, Mm -hmm. legitimate (laughs) businessman who happens to run, like, you know, an establishment for criminals.
2: A lounge. (laughs) That actually, uh, I gotta mention, the Batman, that had that brilliant visual gag of when batman and gordon they're intimidating him um and they have his he's handcuffed at his wrists and his ankles and they leave him and he he actually waddles like a real penguin oh yeah that that was funny yeah. that was funny <laughs> yeah, yeah that guys that makeup though um, that that's that unreal. makeup job uh, yeah on, on colin
0: Farrell is really really good very very good It also
2: had interesting i've had zoe kravitz reprising her roles cat woman from the lego batman movie
0: yeah not a, not a lot of people uh remember that, that
1: oh my god the... i totally forgot that Jeez, she was yeah. in the bet she was in the lego batman yeah, yeah she was
2: a catwoman in that one too wow oh I my no god idea. that makes
0: sense that actually does make sense yeah yeah well actually so- can I just get okay? Um, <clears throat> can I just get a movie with Zoe Kravitz Catwoman and Anne Hathaway Catwoman, please? Thank you. Um, Actually,
1: first, yeah, yeah, Michelle why not? Pfeiffer too, and Michelle
0: Pfeiffer. Just everybody, but maybe not the Halle Berry version. <laughs>
1: Halle Berry too. Yeah.
0: Halle um, Berry or nothing. I mean, you might as well, right? Redemption. It's the redemption
2: of the Halle Berry Catwoman. Since,
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Since do it, we're, you
2: cowards. Since so, we're talking but, about like the villains in it, like. I'm so, actually when I heard that Barry Keon was gonna be in this movie, apparently, but they they acted like he was playing a cop and that. And when I heard that, I was like, oh man, they're really wasting that guy because he would make an amazing joker. <laughs> <laughs> and then the ending. Is- yeah, like because anyone who's seen him in Killing of a Sacred Deer and the Green Knight. You mm-hmm. know he's amazing at playing psychopaths. Like Healing of the sacred. He will, That
1: was. Yeah, but he will be playing yeah. the Joker, right? In the next it's, Batman. Yep. And, and well, the Batman too. I'm assuming. I'm guessing it's. Yeah. I,
0: I, I my my prediction is that um Matt Reeves is going to use the Joker the same way that Christopher Nolan used uh, Jonathan Crane in the Dark Knight trilogy. But in reverse,
2: it's like a cameo. Like it's like like building up to like he's gonna be the big baddie and like a background back player until in the Batman three, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah.
0: yeah. And and that's and that's just another thing I like about Reeves's take on Gotham is he he treat he treats he treats all of the the rogues gallery like like just regular supporting supporting players or just
2: like just regular. Civilians in Gotham City. They're they've been uh, um corrupted by the same influences. Yep. I do sort of long for the days of a more fun version of this. You're probably gonna get that with James Gunn, though. Yeah. Peter I kind of
0: want that a little bit. Like yeah. I don't know. If, if, if they're
2: if they are gonna do two concurrent Batman's, they have to be different in tone. Yeah. I
1: yeah
4: yeah yeah. That's
2: my true. I don't
1: know with DC it's like DC has lower lows but they also have higher highs in marvel and I just don't want to see the marvelization of DC where every movie becomes tonally the same oh I Whereas, agree yeah with with the DC right now you could have one movie that's like suicide squad and the next movie it's very dark and brooding with uh batman versus superman uh i i just don't want a generic black adam movie over and over again and they're Mm. all in a very carefully calculated uh cinematic universe i'd rather they're able to experiment more
2: they're they're definitely able to experiment more in dc Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're able to make like joker and like stuff like that like joker too like they're it's so experimental. They're actually making it to a Lady Gaga musical.
0: Yeah. Um, is that, yeah. what? Really? Uh, yeah. So, so the title for Joker Two is officially called um,
1: Joker Two Folio. Uh,
0: yeah, Folia Two, which means um, ma- so madness, madness for two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or shared shared madness or shared yeah. delusion. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna be fun. Yeah, Lady Gaga is Fun playing time. Harley Quinn.
2: We're pl- we're having two concurrent Harley Quinns. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, yes. Ten years ago, she was still one of the more esoteric Batman characters. Can, can
0: you but... sense my enthusiasm for this movie? Because it's super not there. Mm. Yeah. Um I- speak- speaking of DC, um, as as of this recording, um, who, who like who? Who knows if uh, if it actually happens by the time this episode is released? But supposedly this month we're going to get an official announcement of what the hell is going on from James Gunn and Peter Safran. So um, after after months of anticipation since since Gunn was announced to be the head of DC Films or DC Studios. Um, yeah. We we will finally get a better idea of what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. so pumped for that.
0: And look who's joined us! Hello, Returning once again! Josh? Crystal? How are you guys?
3: Just like Superman, we rise from the ashes.
2: Uh, that would mm-hmm. be Phoenix, I think. Hey, guys. Uh,
3: hey.
2: Uh, guys, you remember... George Let's Trump. be
3: pedantic.
2: <laughs> uh, you two remember Josh from the Loki, Drake from the Loki one. Drake and Josh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Drake
0: and Josh. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It works. It works. All right. right. So um so so what we're doing right now in this happy little free-for-all is we're just going around the we're we're just going round robin, so to speak, and we're telling everybody about our how did you put it mike media consumption and me, 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 media habits and consumption. Media habits.
2: <laughs> it's also um it's my departure one um it's going to be my last one at least for the foreseeable future because um i, I although i may come back in the summer i make I, i'll probably probably come back in the summer and also i got the fresh takes to do with brock oh, oh yeah those was-
0: yep. We've we've got some of those to look forward to, but for now, Josh and Crystal, um, what what are some of your media habits and consumptions?
4: I mm, say so you go first, because our our media habits and consumption is fairly similar.
3: Ooh, that that is very. I'll admit I've been in kind of a weird slump in terms of media consumption because I haven't really seen a good a good deal of movies more than I usually do but lately I've been taking in a lot of tv and uh and video games nice now that comes with a with with a heavy caveat of like of course there are some things that I've that I generally look for I guess with my media consumption Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and I think it's something I'm starting to come to terms with I don't really do well with like a lot of like high concept stuff hmm interesting
4: yeah that is interesting considering that like Kojima is one of your favorite
3: hey Kojima breaks in okay he presents Mr. me
0: Mr. Kingdom Hearts over here
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. high concept it's a little
3: that's a first somebody else I brought up Kingdom Hearts before I did I don't do
0: I, I don't do anything with the high concept stuff and then it's like oh by the way here's my Kingdom Hearts video for like an hour and a half bro <laughs>
3: Hey, hey. <laughs> hey! Let's be fair. The Kingdom Hearts video is still delayed. <laughs> yeah, still horribly on. You brand. just know it's
0: going uh, it to be feature length.
3: Josh is going to come out here and
0: just be feature length documentary about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> of
4: course, yeah. of course. Damn, he got you. That's I'm just, like
0: I'm joshing you, Josh. <laughs>
4: uh,
2: um, Josh Crystal, we were just talking about like DC stuff. Um, anything? Any thoughts? you want to give about like the upcoming dc slate anything you're looking forward to or dreading
4: i'm scared of a lot there, there's there's a lot that they're on a thin line and if they waver just a little bit they could just completely tank most of dc that's what i feel right now how
0: did you guys feel about the batgirl cancellation thing because that's something that we sort of talked about in another podcast on the uh, Brox i um, zeroing out one, or on the zeroing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's what it was.
4: Yeah. It. It just. It was just sad. It was just sad. Like yeah. all of the tax write offs that they did is just. It's unfortunate.
3: It's unprecedented. Yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I was bummed about that. Very bummed. Same. I. I was already disappointed initially because we're denying the world another Brendan Fraser role. Yeah, he's having the comeback of a like. He's been getting a lot of buzz. Recent, recently, oh
4: yeah,
3: but yeah. it was it was made even worse when I finally watched Miss Marvel with Chris. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
3: oh, oh, yeah. oh the same guys that did oh yeah, same, yeah. Did the very first and the very last episode of Miss Marvel.
4: Wow, that's
0: right, same filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah. that show was good. It was it genuinely was. good. It's one of my it's favorite
0: good. Marvel shows. Mm-hmm.
4: Same.
0: It's like it's e- it's either it's either in my top three or or top five, but yeah, it's, it's a great introduction to a great character.
3: Definitely. What would you say is your like media consumption and habits?
4: Uh, (laughs) Lately, it's just been, it's been kind of dipping a lot. Like, um, my media consumption is primarily, it's been primarily movies lately. Lately, it's
2: been mm-hmm. movies like Pinocchio, um, Avatar. Wait, wait, which Pinocchio? You
1: don't um, know the Toros.
4: Yes, yes.
2: If you're... Oh, uh, yeah. Drake, if you're hoping that they're going to say they saw the polish Shore, Robert Zemeckis one, you're a little disappointed. <laughs>
4: yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> the Disney's remake with the Chris Pine reference. Oh, Ugh. God. Keona, are, are, are you aware of that scene? and? where um, Honest Johnny spit-balling names for Pinocchio as an actor, and one of them is Chris Pine.
4: Giona has
0: left the building now, thank you.
4: <laughs> it, it was just sad. It was just sad, and then you look at it, it's so drab and, like, gray. And... The
2: magic just sucked out.
4: Yeah, it, it's, it looks it's robotic.
2: clearly made to fill out a spreadsheet.
0: It's and like, I hate I hate saying that about Robert Zemeckis, who honestly for the longest time was one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. I still I still have Back to the Future and Who Framed Roger Rabbit like in in my top like twenty films of all time.
2: Castle Ways one of my favorite of his too. I freaking love that movie. Um...
3: I refuse to believe that the man that brought us the cinematic masterpiece. That is the Polar Express. Gave us whatever that was. Look, you, you. Okay, okay. Uh, You you snicker. You snicker. I see you snickering. But hear me out. At least you could tell Tom Hanks was having fun in the Polar Express.
2: Fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How how many characters is he playing in that in that movie?
2: He, He plays the hero boy. He plays the conductor. He plays the hobo. He plays um, the hero boy's dad, and he plays uh, Santa. Wow! Yeah, they did the same thing with Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. Of course they did. Mm. Yeah. Um. There was also speaking of Pinocchio, there was that uh Polly Shore one. Yeah. I but that, Daddy, I I, will... I got Daddy. the whole <laughs> oil to see.
4: Oh my Father, god! Father, where
2: can I leak to be on my own?
4: Oh my
2: god! <laughs> that, oh, the. <that> was... <laughs> Speaking of um, cringy references, there's a part in the Pauly Shore one where Geppetto's coming up with names for uh, his new puppet. And Josh, are you familiar with this? Okay, so one of them is, he says, how about Leonardo? No, that won't do. He'll grow up to be a selfish actor or a turtle who only cares
4: about pizza. Oh, God. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> They've made a, they made up a Ninja Turtle reference.
0: Chang's song must be doing a fatality on me because my soul
2: just left my body. <laughs> and that's the one where Pinocchio gets shot. Oh, my
4: God. That's so stupid. That's so... Uh, I'm so glad that Guillermo del Toro made... uh like, yeah. just kind of redeemed Pinocchio because this year... Uh, well, last year would have been the year that Pinocchio died.
3: Yeah.
4: If it weren't for Guillermo, Guillermo del yeah. Toro.
0: And
3: yeah. <laughs> it is a wonder that Guillermo del Toro made a version of Pinocchio that isn't, as Kiona introduced to me earlier today. She. <laughs> what? Shogi. 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 How do you guys know this word? And I just barely learned we, it today. We, I, we, 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 I, talk, we talked about it before game. we talked oh about it. Apparently
2: it, it was said on Velma, the new I, Max Velma series. Yeah. I, Velma.
1: I have a I have a couple of Gen Z friends. So it helps <laughs> me uh, stay up to date with the latest terms. <laughs>
4: yeah. Latest terms? We're Gen Z. Well, I don't well, know how, that. You're
3: you're more Gen Z than I am.
4: Well, still, I don't know that word. I'm in
3: that no man's land. <laughs> what is so. he? the no
1: man. You're a zillennial zillennial is uh, when you're in between Gen Z and Millennial.
3: It me according to this, it's like uh someone who is out of date or trying too hard. Deepest Jimmy. How do you do, fell? shogi.
4: Shogi. I need. I need shogi. to ask my siblings if that's <laughs> if that's a term that they use.
2: I,
0: honestly, that that term describes Velma pretty spot on.
4: Much yeah. I, I
1: the irony yeah, that's, that's of no Velma lie. Saying shogi, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it's not even. It wasn't even in the Velma show. It was actually a, a review of Velma. Oh, okay, that, that makes and, more sense. And then the person, yeah, the person said that. And once again, my soul left my body, and yeah, because uh, it it does. Who I it, once was.
1: <laughs> It does sound like something that would be in the Velma show because I feel like the it does. writers of that show are a little. I feel like they would in try their own self awareness. Yeah. I feel
0: like they would. They would definitely, of, definitely try it. Yeah, I it's,
4: still, I still haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. No, okay.
0: you don't need to see it. I um bef- before before I continue um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are Kiona and I the
2: only ones who have who have watched it so far? Nope. I'm I'm not I am not interested at all. Okay. Okay, okay, good. Hmm. Um I'm
0: I'm just going to say say this briefly because um Cameron and I um made a decision not to cover this show okay. on animation. At okay. least at least not yet. We will probably touch upon it on our uh, state of adult animation towards the end of the year. Okay. Um, but I've seen, the, I've watched the first two episodes. It's not good. The writing is um, shogi. Um, Atrocious. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. If this was not based on a pre-existing IP, literally would nobody would care. Yeah. If nobody only, would care. That's no absolutely one would care. Not. Absolutely like, correct. Like yes, the show is bad. Yes, the writing is god awful. Yes, they are clearly pandering to, um, well, they're pandering to teenagers. They're pandering to everyone. Yeah, yeah. They're they're pandering to a very specific uh, demographic. You know, people yeah. who who yeah. like Family Guy and South Park. Um, okay. The more the more crass adult animated shows. Um. But here's the thing, yes, it's bad, but I've seen worse. Cameron and I have covered worse on on animation.
2: From what I've seen of Velma, it seems to be self aware, but not in the fun Deadpool way. More fun in just the really obnoxious and smug way.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's accurate.
3: I would call it that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess it's fitting for that because holy crap, I slight little tangent i uh, literally the other day i went to hang out with my friend devin hadn't hung out in a bit felt nice went to go get some pizza and play some games came back to his apartment and originally i wanted to watch the last of us pilot with him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know as you do you want to spread something that's pretty good Mm -hmm. and then i i He says, I don't know. I was a little bit iffy on that, but there was one thing I wanted to watch with you in particular, Josh, and it was Velma, specifically because he knew that we would hate it, but we both, he really wanted to see how bad it would be. Hmm. So I'll admit, I jumped into it with a really, with already a batting at zero, but I hadn't seen a lot of the trailers. I was like, okay, it can't be that bad. I, I take... I understand what you mean, Mike, but I take offense as like it's appealing to like the the people that watch Family Guy and South Park. I can give both of them this. Their worst episodes are still better than what I watched. That was I saw something that said it felt like the first draft of a show. Yeah, just yeah, I can't get this one joke out of my head and i'll leave it at that just this one joke out of my head where norville's just saying to velma who's clearly defeated and he's just like what is everything all right she's like no just like the bad just like dessert at a bad indian restaurant just forget it ooh
1: i don't get it
3: what is the joke what? it is only saved by Dennis Reynolds himself, Glenn Howerton in *Sunny in Philadelphia*, just going all in on making Fred basically the most unlikable Ben Shapiro like, like just entitled character ever. And I'll admit, I did get a laugh at him just not knowing how to cut a knife. <laughs> In, in, in any in any other yeah. show,
0: in any other context, that would have been hilarious.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I
0: mean, I can I can see like what they were sort of trying to do in certain parts of it, but uh... I don't
4: know though because it seemed like Scooby Doo is such like a beloved franchise for yeah, why, so many people.
0: Why do you do that?
4: It's a legacy. Sure. Multiple generations grew up with it, and it's going to be near and dear to our hearts and it's like they got a team of people that exclusively hated Scooby-Doo and got them to work on it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. From my I've heard like the only real bit of fan service that's in there is that Frank Welker apparently voices Fred's dad. Yeah, and there there are some
1: admittedly
0: clever um easter eggs in um in Velma's hallucinations. There are some there are callbacks to like old Scooby-Doo villains Um, and and even like the intro to the new Scooby-Doo movies, there's, um, there's one hallucination where I guess she's like looking in a river or something and you see all of like the the different eyes from the new Scooby-Doo's intro. So clearly the animators are are having fun, but there's like this huge dissonance between um, the visual style and the writing. And that's why this show just just ultimately doesn't work.
1: Well, I think a big reason for this is that the writers of the show probably didn't really want to make a Scooby-Doo show. They probably wanted to make their own show. But a big issue is HBO or a lot of studios are not going to fund your project unless it's an existing IP because people aren't going to pick up a new show about some cartoon uh, character in high school or whatever Mindy Kaling would want to do, they're only going to click it if it's something that they're familiar with.
2: They're using mm. the, the IP as a crutch. Exactly. Basically. Yes. Yeah. And I, it, it's...
4: That's not what Scooby-Doo is. I know.
1: It, yeah, but and that's the issue. It's It's not sacred to the IP... Uh, they don't really respect the IP uh, and neither does the studio. They're just using the IP for what's essentially clickbait. Um, and I'm sure yeah. the studio execs are thinking like, well, even if people are mad about it and they hate it, they're still talking
2: about it. It's getting yeah, clicks like, from Hate Watch. It's apparently no? it's like yeah. the most watched thing on HBO Max currently. Everybody's really watching I it. Checked.
4: That's upsetting. Until...
3: Lord and Miller come back with Clone High baby. Yeah. Then I, it, and Velma's going to be f- fucking kneecapped. Futurama's coming back on. on
2: Hulu. Futurama, I'm pumped yep. for that. Yep. Same. Definitely. Same. Um one, one one more
0: thing and this is the reason why we're not going to talk about this um on animation. Um First of all, you don't you don't need us to explain why the show is bad, but also all of the discourse around the show has gotten very toxic very fast.
3: Mm.
0: Not not only are peop are there people yeah. spreading um like mis misinformation about about the show, like there's this one tweet going around that was that's clearly false about a female character with the name Scooby spelled S-C-O-O-B-I don't worry that's that's not true that's not like thankfully yeah yeah her, her name is her name is um Gigi she's one of Daphne's friends um but yeah between that and you know the usual crop of idiots who are you know review bombing this show because because these are non-white characters and um, race swapping is bad and yada yada yada.
2: And the people who are upset that Velma in the official Scooby Doo series, like they confirm that she's a lesbian, and peep, and those toxic people are upset about that, and they're upset about her being by in the show in this show as well.
4: I don't think there's a problem with that. It's just I the bad. I, I know. Just
2: it's, like, it's just like the no. people that Mike's talking about. Like yeah, yeah. But
0: but bottom line is we we don't want to we don't want to feed that kind of mm. toxic we don't no. want to we don't want to be a part of that toxic yeah. So we're going to put Velma um in the corner. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm by. Okay. I love that stuff. I love that representation.
3: It is truly a horrifying thing that and in roughly the same weeks you will have discourse about Velma and whether or not it's literally the worst thing to happen since you know I, I don't know uh, uh, high on life. What or is high on life? That that is the. Is it too soon to talk about Justin Roiland's career? Oh
4: no! Oh. <laughs> it, it is either
3: the worst thing since it is either the worst thing to happen in animation since the Rick and Morty fan base. I'll say that, or. You know, some people just blindly defending it, just wanting to give it a chance purely on those merits. Or at the same time, discourse going on because the Last of Us discourse is starting to make its rounds again. And even as someone who loves both games, my God, it can be very frustrating like talking to a brick wall or even worse than that, The Idol is going to be premiering soon on HBO Max the newest series from the twisted minds of Euphoria creator, Sam Levinson and Abel, the weekend test That's how I found out that's his real name. Oh, um, and hmm. there is going to be a split between the weekend fans, Euphoria stands. And on top of that, potentially stragglers from the whole Johnny Depp and Heard trial, purely because his daughter is the lead in the show. That is, um, wow. All of this happening in a week for at least a few weeks. That's
0: and... a lot. Um, actually, Josh, did you, have you eventually, um, did you eventually watch The Last of Us pilot? We did. Okay. We did. Um, save, save your thoughts because eventually once the se- once the season ends we will we will review um season 1 as a whole but okay. je- je- do you have any general quick thoughts you go
4: general quick thoughts uh i loved it um i was nice. very 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 skeptical because everything video game related media outside of video games is just garbage hey, and look. it has been consistently <laughs> I was hopeful with Uncharted, and then they cast <laughs> Tom Holland in it. I think Tom Holland is a great actor, but he wasn't meant for Nathan not Drake. meant for that. Not no. meant for that at all. I've never
2: played Uncharted, and I'm inclined to agree with you. It's ugh. he seems just way too clean cut.
4: The climate around um, movies and like well, well, video games and movies or TV shows just it really scared me because I love The Last of Us a lot going yeah. into it um I was skeptical but hopeful watching it it was amazing they they it was same but different they added certain things that was just well, chef's kiss it was perfect um there were points where it like I noticed that it literally mirrored the game they br- brought in um, like the, per- the like, actress
0: who played uh, Marlene is yeah. the same one from the game
4: and even shots like actual shots actually mirrored shots from the game.
0: What a it's perfectly I, re-
4: reversed. And so, that makes me happy. Uh I made made me cry um several times. And it, it's it's looking to be good. I'm hoping I'm hopeful for the rest of the season.
1: So I watched the show but I've never played the game. Which character is Marley?
3: She was she, the Firefly. Yeah.
1: She's like the the leader of uh Firefly Okay, um, she's
0: kind
3: of the
4: one that sort of <laughs>
0: takes care of Ellie. Like she's the one that kind of comes to Ellie and says, uh, "You know, she gives her a backpack and she tells her basically what they're going to do. They're going to transport her all the
1: way over to you know the, mm-hmm. the basically the university." She's she's not the one that looks like Kate Blanchett, but isn't Kate Blanchett right? No, no. Okay,
4: I um, I think you're thinking about Tess.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's
0: probably Tess. Yeah.
2: You know, I know you were a bit lukewarm on the pilot, um, but wh- what well, I would you-
0: say I, I would say it got better over time. But for me, the opening was a little bit like, eh. I, I I feel this is one where it's like I played that you know playing through that video game and and playing through it twice and stuff, and I was just like, that this is already like it's already like watching a TV show or it's already like playing a movie. So I feel like to me, I don't really need an adaptation of this, but at the same time for like people that haven't played the game, I think it it really works. And um like you said, you know, they've they've done a hundred percent like mirrored shots from the game.
2: I, I've so, seen like, that where he's um carrying her like, Yeah. Like... Yeah.
0: So I mean it's it's good. It's good. It's good. I just I I think that for me personally I'm just kind of like I don't really need it personally yeah. speaking. I I
4: completely understand that, though. I I will say uh, personally, Mm -hmm. I like it because I love the game. I can play the game and I'll play it again and again and again. I'll enjoy it. But other members of my family who aren't good at playing video games aren't going to experience it. And I want them to experience that. So Mm -hmm. having shows like this allows me to share that with them. And I think that's That's, that's
1: that's a Uh, perfectly valid point. That's that's kind of where I stand, because um, like, I mean, I'm playing a video game right now, but uh, (laughs) shooter up video games, zombie video games, anything like that. I don't know what it is about them, but they all give me a headache and I can't play them for too long without feeling nauseous or motion sick. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been unable to play the game. And uh, so that's why I was so excited when the uh, TV show was announced and it was going to be on HBO Max because that's usually quality. And yeah. it, it seems, I mean, I, I don't really have a reference point for it to compare it to the video game, but I'm liking uh, what I'm seeing so far with the pilot.
0: Yeah. I I'm, think- I'm, I'm just, I'm just generally not a gamer, but I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of on the outside of video game fandom, where like I will consume video game related media, which is kind of the next point of discussion i want I want to get to. But
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, my very quick thoughts are: uh, the Last of Us pilot is great. It is it is like basically feature length.
2: Um, basically, yeah. Um, you know, pilots for HBO shows tend to be.
0: Yeah. But it is it is for someone like me who hasn't played the game, it's it is just kind of the perfect introduction to um to the world, these characters and um this mission that they're embarking on. I definitely look forward to seeing more and I'm hoping that this doesn't end up falling falling off the rails the way The Walking Dead did.
3: I wouldn't say that, but wait until they get to the seasons. Because I I have a feeling they're going to go for a season two.
4: If they go for a season two, that's where we're going to head into like murky water. We're We're not going to... I can't guarantee. You you are
3: going to experience in real time what it was like during the pandemic when The Last of Us 2 hit. And we were on the arcade and just seeing all the discourse around that. You... You're not ready.
0: I, I I am ready to not be
2: ready. Um,
3: Frank, you, you were going to say
2: something, Drake?
1: Yeah. Do you? So, do you think that the entire first video game is going to be season one, or do you think season one is going to end like a third of the way or halfway through the first think, video game? I because think
0: it depends. It depends on um on what they keep, what they streamline, and. I think just generally how far they want this show to go.
1: Yeah, because like,
4: yeah, I feel like with the pace that it's at right now, they could finish. Like they could go over the whole game.
0: Mm.
4: That that
1: seasons. that would concern me um, because HBO does not have a good track record with keeping the quality after it runs past the source material. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to see that happen. So preferably I would like to see um them go in a slower direction and maybe like you'll have the first video game take two or three seasons and then you get on to the last of us part two. Uh because I, I, I don't know how quickly uh Naughty Dog or whoever is making The Last of Us um is planning on making The Last of Us Part Three if there's gonna be a part three. I really have no idea because I'm I don't know anything about the lore
3: well the beauty thing about it is that part two takes place i think five or six years after the first game and there is a lot that happens that they hint at in between that time and Mm -hmm. depending on how they handle that it's going to be very very interesting to see what they touch on and what they don't because
0: yeah there's like
3: a whole other set of big bads and everything like that. There's so much lore, I guess, that you could say that they do introduce, and on top of that, there is another character at play that I wonder if they're going to hint at at the end of this season. I
4: feel like they might hint at at that character, but I don't think that they're gonna... I don't think that they're gonna, like, just shove her in immediately.
3: What? I will say, just as my general thoughts, and this is the most the most me way that I can say it, um, it was surreal because the hype around the show was palpable even at work. My coworker, who had been playing The Witcher and playing through Part 2 before his PlayStation 4 got went into safe mode for some reason and wiped everything out, him and his wife were excited for the last of us show, no, I know Kiona that that sounds crazy, but like it was to the point that when we were at work, his wife called him, I was just like, "Hello, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just here with Josh. We're watching memes, waiting for cars. You're not watching the show, are you? No, it doesn't come on until seven o'clock our time. Good because if you're if Josh is making you watch the show, I will kill him, and sitting down seeing HBO Max crash I felt a big oh, yeah. tug at my heart like oh
4: yeah I remember that we we started HBO Max and then it was like air loading oh my
3: god and then just seeing we were freaking out just seeing the way that they're approaching it was so surreal seeing like a very prestigious production of a video game like the only time I'd seen something like that was through animation through like Castlevania and or Arcane which oh, I wait. still haven't seen.
0: I forgot you haven't and seen that yet. I've,
3: and seriously, Brock is holding me to that. I know that for a fact.
0: We 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 will contact you as soon as season two is announced, um, because we have plans. Oh um, um, boy, <laughs> I have to. Oh, that's going to be
2: interesting. I have to ask: as Pedro Pascal as perfect as Joel as you guys were hoping for?
4: As somebody who well. As people who have grown up in like uh Mexican culture, it it, it felt very real, and it, he he felt like like a dad,
2: felt like one of us. Because I was thinking, I, I've been hearing Hugh Jackman as a potential candidate. As I mean, I
3: the, old, the only the only the only reason people,
0: if if I'm being completely honest, the only reason people were fan casting Hugh Jackman is because
2: of Logan. And also, yeah. actually, not yeah. not just that, but also, um, prisoners. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Have you guys Pedro seen Marshall, him? Have you guys seen Hugh Jackman in Prisoners? Because he is chilling in no, that No, yeah, movie. we
3: we I still haven't, haven't seen haven't, it. We still haven't finished it. But and then
4: I've seen some clips, and I, I can see why.
2: The part when he's holding Paul Dano up in the wall, like he's smashing the sink with the hammer, screaming, "Where's my daughter?"
4: Yeah. And,
3: but th- this is like just wrapping up my quick thoughts um mm-hmm. the two things that stood out to me and it's weird that they stood out to me i can't believe i got flashbacks to being in elementary school when they show the flashback of <laughs> of sarah in class and oh, then God. you see the clock and then you see george w bush oh, wow, wow. Like that is true. Nokia, that is true. Literally down to like the setup of the desks. For me, it was like, oh my God, I'm back in second grade. Jeez. Was- so I Jeez, i man.
1: have a question about Joel. How okay. old is this man supposed to be? Because in 2003, he has a teenage daughter. And then we skip to 20 years later, and he looks the same as when he had a teenage daughter. So is, is he like 55?
4: I think is he's he... like 56.
1: He does not look 56. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, Keep
1: talking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna
0: to look up um, Pedro's actual age.
3: Hey, brain if... doesn't crack, man. Well, I mean, that. that's...
0: <laughs> I, I'll tell you, that's kind of why they sort of revamped his character model when they actually re-released the original game. He's 47, 47 by the way, in real life.
3: 47. Oh, so... my God. Jeez.
0: Man. He is he's not, not much older than I am.
3: He's still... Okay. But there there, there was that. And admittingly, initially, I was a little bit... I had this cynical view in my head. The only cynical thought I had, which was when the Depeche Mode song started playing. And I thought, oh, it's just like the end of The Walking Dead when they play Wang Chung's Space Junk. Okay, I see you. But I know that it works now because i keep replaying that ending i love the sound mixing of that and mm-hmm. i've been listening to never let me down again by depeche mode pretty much the entire week since mm-hmm. just looking forward to the next episode because i i never cared for depeche mode like i like some of their songs but i never really like, like sought some them out. Mode. Well, what was the name of the song never let me down again
0: okay that's what we're going to call the episode that's what we're going to call our our episode our episode
4: you never let me down again, um, and so far, The Last of Us haven't let, hasn't let us down.
3: Velma did, though.
4: Yeah, but th-
0: I am banning all Velma talk from here
3: on out. It is not. Podcast. It is not very shogi. Oh, Jesus.
0: Um. So, moving on to the topic that I wanted Sorry to bring I up, you that word, Josh? Um. So, we, so we're talk We're talking about video game adaptations and how. Some of them are actually pretty good. So and some of them are Halo. Well, yeah, some of them are Halo. <laughs> but I I watched a video recently that Chris Stockman made about uh, the yeah. video the video game curse. The adaptation and curse. Yes. I th- I think I think in the year twenty twenty three, it is officially time to throw that narrative in the trash. Jacob, mm. I wanna, I want to start with you first of all have you ever actually believed in the video game adaptation curse? And do you think by now it has
2: lifted? I I think video game curse, I can see why people thought that because it was, it's hard to adapt something that's like in a medium where the plot is secondary to the gaming experience, you know, like a game should be more fun to play than it is to watch, obviously. And so how do you make some an art as interactive as video games? How do you make a story, like a concrete story out of that? So, I can definitely see why people struggled um, so often to do that. Um, but yeah, I do think we can see a brand new renaissance this year.
0: Yeah, kind of, kind of like how um, 20 years ago we had, like, the superhero movie um, renaissance with
2: with blade with spider-man and x-men yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah after after the 90s where like comic book movies were seen as the kiss of death yeah Yeah. now we're
0: we have gone well now it's gone
2: the entire
0: opposite direction to the (laughs) point where like there's no other movies being made now except for big budget comic
3: book movies that was was mine and crystal's entire lifetime up until this point
0: Wow, so you, you guys Jesus. you guys were born in, for in the age, age of heroes.
4: Uh yeah, I, I am literally twenty years old.
3: Jesus Christ. I was born the year Blade came out.
4: I was, I was born the... a year after Spider-Man came out.
3: To your credit, because
0: okay, on on uh on my my other friend Paul's uh Buffy Rewatch podcast, we have somebody that was born in the in uh, right after the show Buffy premiered in '97, and he said that uh, Paul and I were both born in the late the late 1900s. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the funny. 1900s. Wait, that could apply to me. Oh fuck!
4: Oh. Uh-huh.
3: Bringing this to video game movies,
2: I was born the year the the original Super Mario Brothers movie came out. Oh,
3: God. Wait, when did yeah. Spider Man come out? 2002.
4: Oh, 2002. No, I am as old as the Sam Raby Spider Man movie.
3: There is something I could say there, but I am not going to because I think that's more for an after dark thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think you know what I mean, Keyhoe. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: did, okay. did, it, did anyone else watch um, Stuckman's video on? the video game curse you know, I, I I didn't watch it but I I I think you know I've I've seen a lot of those uh types of videos so
3: I haven't seen anything of it yet but I can I can see just kind of like not wanting to say breaking the curse because I yeah. I'm I'm I am that person here that will defend detective Pikachu to its grave. Yes. Oh same. I had fun with that movie. Yeah, yeah I don't that know. Movie was I, I had fun with it. I mean, I'm a sucker for noir, and I don't like Pokemon that much. I never really gave it a chance. You stick a Pokemon with some heavy smoke and film and neon, you got yourself a stew going. And Ryan Reynolds' voice in him always helps. I'm okay with Ryan Reynolds. Besides, what? I'm going to have to get over the video game curse, too, because we mentioned him earlier. Oh, no. I forgot that there is a Death Stranding movie what? coming soon. There, what? What? Hmm. Yeah. Um.
0: Chad Chad Stahelski, director of the John Wick movies, has taken okay. an interest in. Are you serious? I am so curious to how that's going to turn out because no! I like Stahelski's work oh for the most God. part, but uh, that is going to be very different from the game if it's going to be a Stahelski
2: um, kind of thing. Chad Stahelski, <laughs> um, he's had quite a career trajectory because in 1993, you know what he did? He was a stuntman. He was the stuntman that filled in for Brandon Lee after the set after the accident on the crow. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, did you guys didn't know? Did you guys know that? I, I did didn't, not. I didn't. I didn't know it was him. Yeah. No. Yeah, he was yeah. the one that um when he's walking like through the after he puts the makeup on. Mm-hmm. Um, I take I take that
0: I take that back. Um Stahowski's not doing Death Stranding. He's actually doing oh. Ghost of Tsushima. Oh well, that fits that
3: that fits a little bit a little bit more maybe. He's, Crystal, he's not doing Death Stranding, but he's attached to do Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> isn't um,
4: that's cool.
3: Isn't Derek Kolstad Wait, who's like one serious?
0: of the writers of of John Wick? Right? Isn't he going to do like a Streets of Rage film?
4: Um, what?
0: I think so. I think so. Like Derek Kolstad, who's like one of the guys who who wrote uh, John Wick or John Wick Two or maybe all the John Wicks. Um, Street, is, streets uh, of Rage, you said. Streets of Rage, yeah. There, Which uh, is Streets of Rage 2, my favorite game of all time, so you know. So you know.
3: There is a palpable excitement it up. in yeah. the air, I think, now for yeah, Derek Holstad Col-
0: is doing it. Especially- I wanna see I wanna see flaming grand uppercuts with the guy actually saying grand upper, like he really <laughs> means it, or else
3: no buys <laughs> especially like with everything going on i'm actually looking forward to the mario movie and on Me top too. Of that, i mean it looks fun and then on top of that though i will admit i am skeptical silent hill return to silent hill is coming out soon yeah and that is directly adapting silent hill 2 which that is a big ask from that, any filmmaker
0: ask. yeah indeed
3: yeah <laughs> It's interesting that there have been movies based on
2: Silent Hill games, because mm-hmm. wasn't the original Silent Hill based off the movie Jacob's
3: Ladder? For the most part, it was like Jacob's Ladder and like a mix of plenty of Stephen King homages, namely The Mist, just with the the the, 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 the pterodactyl kind of dinosaur creature. What? That was the very first monster that you see in Silent Hill, which is oh, a winged thing that breaks through a diner and attacks Harry.
0: Uh, so, Ooh, but you know, to, to sort of get back to the video game curse question, I I feel like I feel like there's certain games that will lend themselves a little bit more to like making a cinematic experience. Like Last of Us is is definitely a game where it's like okay, you know, you have a story here, you have characters here, yeah. and you have performances within the game that basically are like a blueprint for this stuff um whereas you know something like halo for instance or something like street fighter or mortal Kombat, what have you you know the the streets of rage even they're simple stories very simplistic stories so like if you're going to make a a movie adaptation out of that what you have to do is you have to build a character almost from scratch yeah and you know like with halo what they tried to do there was the opposite of that and not try to build Master Chief from anything. I felt like you you could have had a good adaptation of that storyline had they just stuck to it instead of trying to give us all of this other stuff and portraying Master Chief as if as if he were like like completely from the opposing point of view to begin with and making him sort of a monster who has to then like recover his own humanity or something. Like where did they even come up with this stuff? Could, uh, could where, they have where, instead, like, adapted the books? Yeah. I mean, why the hell didn't you? You know, mm-hmm. like, because they had no interest in doing so. Because they didn't even care about what the source material said. It could have been a really interesting show. They had, like I said, a blueprint for it. They already had the web series about it. I mean, Halo Nightfall was a piece of shit. But, like, the you know, they, they had some interesting things. Forward Unto Dawn, they could have used that. They could have used um, Neil Plomkamp's, uh short that he made, you know, Halo Landfall. Like, that's a blueprint for what they could have done. It would have been really interesting to see it from the from the perspective of the Marines on the ground. But instead, they just decided to tell this whole story about, like, oh, Master Chief is the tool of this tyrannical government. And, you know, and we have this useless character who's supposed to be our point of view character who's just completely useless for most of the show. And then as a dream sequence in which she fights Master Chief and he kicks her ass and then that's it. And then there's a portal somewhere. It's like, how stupid was the idea behind this show? I'm still pissed about it.
3: So I'm assuming you're not beaming with confidence that there's going to be a Mass Effect series.
0: I mean, I don't mind them trying that because, again, like I said, there's a story there. There's a character there. You can build something from that. But if they have the same guys who did the Halo show or the same types of people who did the Halo show working on the Mass Effect show, then we are screwed with a capital S.
3: Of, of everything that seems perspective. Mm-hmm like in terms of uh of video game adaptations yeah. i have full confidence in a lot of new takes because of the fact that we're now in a generation of filmmakers that are influenced by video games yeah like uh-huh. you, for me watching no time to die with crystal at the alamo i was struck with how uh bond and the new 007 breaking into uh Freddie mercury's uh, poison Island, <laughs> how much it felt exactly like, like almost shot for shot in in some ways, like Solid Snake entering Shadow Moses. Like, mm. I got a lot I, of, I Batman can see vibes. it. And like, they're on, on top of that, people like the Daniels, from what I hear, with like everything everywhere all at once. Like, as much as they love, like, you know, crazy out there cinema, they also are very influenced by video games that they've played as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing. That worries me is, I guess, at the end of the day, the execution. Like we're well past the days of Max Payne, but there, there's trying to capture the, the feel of the video game that I think is something that every adaptation is going to come into differently. With Silent Hill, they try to capture some of the same dread by literally recreating some of like the shots like because it's a fixed camera angle type of game with the last of us Oh, if there's a point where the characters have to be a little bit more interactive the camera gets a little bit more handheld which i genuinely don't mind even though i'm handheld intolerant but with stuff like from what i hear there's going to be a god of war series
4: oh mm-hmm. what
3: oh and yeah the, the game the
2: thing with that game is that it's they do a lot of like single shots in that game as uh, possible
3: like the whole yeah. game is primarily told in a single, one-er it's a single one or single one and they're starting with the Norse saga, which is very weird for me. Like granted, I understand it, because if you try and do a lot of the stuff in the Greek saga, the, the closest thing I could see doing it right is this stupid YouTube short series that I stumbled across called Kratos has had enough. Oh god <laughs> where it's just a bunch of guys in VR chat basically reenacting the the plots of the of, of I think the all three of the games just getting in each other's faces and pretending to kill each other and it's genuinely one of the funniest things but it's the only way that I could see some of the crazy shit that Kratos does in that initial trilogy from what I've seen and make it palatable for an audience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because kratos is really really unlikable in those games yeah because yeah he wasn't much of a character back then
4: yeah Yeah. i feel like the the first three games that kratos you wouldn't be able to make that into into a show no because the only probably not the point of that giving the player the ability to do all these crazy things is so the player can do all of those crazy things. That's right. Like ripping somebody's head head off. Like that's something that I feel is that would be an exclusive experience to a video game because it would be hard to get people to like a character like that.
0: Um, I mean, I kind of already do, but that's okay. (laughs) I I know that the creators of The Expanse are working on God of War, but do we know anything about who is behind uh, Mass Effect? Because I was I was thinking the people who did the Expanse would probably be like perfectly that would suited.
3: Work. That would work. Yep, Casey Hudson. <laughs> Call him in. Casey Hudson and him. Mac
0: Walters. Come on in, boys. Like, um, well, I mean, they'll probably consult if anything, but like probably. Like Mac War Walters will probably
3: consult on that. Greek trilogy is Richard Dawkins simulator and. And the Norse saga is that's actually well put. Is dad simulator? Simulator. <laughs> the Simulator because anti gods? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. The whole point is just like, man, gods suck, and then the Norse saga is like, man, gods suck, but so do we sometimes.
0: <laughs> and Kratos himself is kind of a god at this point. Yeah. Um, now we cut. Ca- we kind of brought these these shows up earlier: Castlevania and arcane only one of them i've seen um, same but would would you guys agree that um a that animation is probably the best medium to tell any story and b no bias there um and b <laughs> um do do you think some video games are just better suited for television than film
3: yes yeah de- definitely like personally as much as i would jump at the opportunity even though crystal would be on me like a knife i don't think the legend of zelda would work as a movie no i am gonna have to agree with you on that i will
4: agree with you i will agree with you because the whole purpose of especially pre-breath
2: yeah especially pre-breath of the wild zelda
4: yeah because that the whole point of that is to like link is a blank slate you're supposed to
3: yeah
4: Pretend that you're him, except
3: for Wind Waker Link, because Wind Waker Link is just a brat, and we love him for when it.
4: Wind Waker Link, I think we could get a cartoon out of.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, would, love I, would, I would love to all see- of
2: that. Yeah,
0: I, I would love to see like, um, you know, since, since DreamWorks still has a a deal with Netflix, I would love to see like the same creators behind um, Avatar: The Last Airbender and Kipo: in The Age of Wonderbeasts like have that kind of animation style do like a um i don't know like a 48 episode uh legend of zelda series like it it doesn't even have to be like a straight adaptation of any of any one game it can it can even it can even tell like its own story but but like like you said i i don't think a movie is going to do um that
3: universe no. justice here's a pitch you you, here's a pitch you do it and then build up a whole season last season it just turns into enter the link verse all the links across all different times and generations they come together and they were assembled because there was a break in like the the timeline or something like that because ganon i don't know messed around with the triforce for the 80 million of time (laughs) and the person that assembled them what do they call the guy in, in Twilight Princess that was like Ocarina of Time Link? Oh, oh the uh, ancient hero. hero shade. Like the ancient hero or like the, the- The
4: hero shade.
3: The hero shade comes out, bones shambling, and, you know, like sword rusted and full of like old viscera and blood that hasn't been cleaned up. And someone's <laughs> just like, what's going on? And you just hear from this skeleton, "Will
2: excuse <laughs> me, says. <laughs> <you worry laughs>
3: Oh my god, I
0: literally it's just smart. made that Or even like, or like,
2: CDI link. <laughs> I can't wait to bomb some of the dongos! <laughs> I won!
4: Oh Gee, it
3: sure is boring around here, <laughs> my boy! Like, stuff like Legend of Zelda, Mario, I think, is the smartest move to put on, on animation, and... What the hell else?
4: Primarily Nintendo. I want to say one thing. This is just a this is this is me being hopeful, and this will probably never happen. But if it does, I will cry. If there is a Legend of Zelda adaptation into a show or movie, I prefer a movie because if it comes back, I would love to see a resurgence of like eighties dark fantasy kind of stuff in that.
3: Yeah.
0: Speaking of which, yeah. who who else here has seen
1: Willow? I have not. I sure. haven't. I want nope. to um nope. I haven't seen it. How about you Drake? You've seen it? Uh no, I've never seen the original Willow. Yeah, same. Neither. Never saw it. Okay.
0: Um well, A, do that because it's great. I I sure. have I haven't seen it like until recently. I watched it basically to prepare for the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I don't think it's quite as good as like The Princess Bride. But both, both movies are kind of like, are, they hit my kind of sweet spot when it comes to fantasy, where it's like, yeah, it can be, a, it can be dark, it, but it's mostly just a fun, a fun adventure with likable characters, um, and an engaging story. Yeah. The, the, the series on Disney Plus is a great, um, not, not always perfect. It, it can get a little clunky in the writing, but, on the whole it's a great um continuation of the original film and between that the legend of vox machina um and lord of the rings rings of power and i guess the game of thrones prequel now is kind of the best time to be a fan of high fantasy
4: yeah i I feel like there's a resurgence coming back and also Yes, there is a whole craziness with D and D right now, but D and D did get really popular, um, yeah. and that's definitely bringing it back too.
2: Um, I was thinking um, you will be really beautiful cast, a, a beautiful casting choice for Zelda. Who? Zelda Williams. Oh, oh.
4: yeah, that yeah. would that'll be that I, I that would cry. I would cry mm-hmm. if that happened. Yeah. But
2: I, one casting choice, I'd also make uh, for Ganon, Ron Perlman. Yeah, oh,
3: I, I can see, see it. It would be perfect in my in in getting recently acquainted with Lord of the Rings in the past year or so, and having some fond memories of The Hobbit. I wondered what if with Guillermo del Toro's version. Oh yeah, I, I found out that Ron Perlman was supposed to voice Smog or Smaug. Oh, are you me? Oh, 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 God damn, we could have had.
2: We I mean, could have no had that. Had cover badge, but. <laughs>
4: Which I need to ask you guys who here has watched Rings of Power? I uh, have. Is it is it good? Because I, I watched the, like, the first seen, episodes and the first I, couple of episodes of
2: Tap. I think it's good. I, I think it's watchable. I think it's, it's definitely got some good stuff in it.
4: Do they I, really do Galadriel that dirty, though? I
2: don't think
3: so. I do. I mean, from what
4: I've seen, she seemed just like really arrogant and like she didn't care about people.
3: Ooh, we're getting into conflict now. Fight. <laughs> um you're not wrong. She is she is arrogant.
0: Um she does she does get called out in like the first episode for being not really the best at taking care of the people that she's traveling with. But
4: Yeah, I saw that and I saw like the I saw the fight with the cave troll. Um but it she, it still seemed like she didn't really care like the, yeah they chewed her out and they were they were gonna turn on her but it still fe- felt like she was like these I, people are slowing me down
2: <laughs> one thing that does kind of um bug me is that not only does she basically give zaron um the idea to like to create the one ring which oops
4: yeah oops Mega and also oops.
2: also like i don't get is she has the idea okay okay, three we, hours, we're going to have three rings. And I'm like the writers do know that we know it's not going to work, right? Like
4: yeah.
0: It's it's uh, like that that yeah. is that is one of the problems with with prequels is like um th- things things have things have to go wrong in order to get to the beginning of the story. Yeah.
3: Better Call mm-hmm. Saul.
1: Best prequel cool of all time.
3: <laughs> Crystal can't watch it.
4: I don't think I don't know if I'll watch Rings of Power because from what I've seen so far, it just it just the, the, it just didn't seem like anywhere near as good as the the movies.
2: To to you, like it just looks and sounds like the Peter Jackson trilogy without feeling like it.
4: Yeah, like it, it's it's almost like it's lost its punch. Yeah.
2: I won't watch it unless I want to put something on
0: to sleep to.
4: Yeah, like the the fights too. The fights too felt like boring and it, it. there wasn't any dull as
0: it. shit i'll 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 concede having 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 just recently um like a couple months ago i watched the extended editions of the trilogy in theaters which was awesome oh that's cool yeah Ooh. um but i will i will concede nothing nothing will ever compare to like the battle for helms deep or no or like anything from Return of the King that's like um that that is like top tier um filmmaking right there in terms of like big budget high stakes um huge uh epic battles
2: that's that's like the gold standard
4: yeah and I well, feel like in Rings of Power they just kind of fell short
2: speaking of which um they're actually doing an anime lord of the rings movie uh war of the Rohirrim, that's coming on next year
0: yeah it's- one of my most anticipated movies of the what? next couple years
2: that i will watch yeah it's what's uh, cool i'll is, watch that what's cool is it's directed by kenji kamiyama i actually did see a movie that he directed in theaters called napping princess it's I saw that in the theater, and I was the only one who saw it, and I, I gotta tell you, while I was watching that movie, not once did it ever occur to me, yep, this guy's directing a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, Ken Kenji Kamiyama
0: has um, a very impressive uh, resume. Yeah,
2: and it, what's cool is, um, it's a different cast, with the exception of Miranda Otto as Eowyn, who will serve as the film's narrator. Hmm. Mm. hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I like it'd be if they could somehow if this is organically if it's not just fan service if they could bring Ian McKellen as Gandalf in a way that works I would be a thousand percent okay with that. I yeah. don't know canonically if that's if that's possible. It, I but... think it is because it's well Gandalf. I mean she's been like little since like practically the beginning almost so. I, it's 183 years before Lord of the Rings, so I assume he was still around at like he was around at that time. So yeah,
3: yeah. Well, there, we'll
2: there, just... there might be there might be a way to, yeah. to like, bring. I'm not in. asking. I'm not asking. They like get Andy Serkis
3: as Gollum because no. That would be...
4: I think we'd need to bring in some lore experts to verify that. But
3: bring in Tolkien's like great 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 grandson. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So. I got to get going, but since this is Jacob's last pod, I did want to say uh, good luck on your adventures. And I wanted to note um, about how uh, me and Jacob kind of met. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. Uh, we were both in yeah. a movie class at GRCC. And then uh, we both went to Ferris State and I, I, I didn't, I didn't talk to him. I, it, it, we, briefly talked in the hallways at grcc but when i walked by him i was like wait a minute that guy looks familiar and i had to like stop him like did, did you go what to
2: that, GRCC? We, <laughs> we we met at ferris we met at ferris it was during like um we went to a screening of that um movie true love um remember that it was like that lesbian drama
1: true love no i don't i don't think that was me i think that was someone else
2: oh because I I, <laughs> I I remember i
1: remember you were at a vending machine and i stopped there. Oh, okay, i was like hey you were in okay. my film class but, oh
2: so um so basically oh okay yeah yeah oh i thought you were in that class because i i think i was i walked out of um A Q&A for that film with her so i guess you weren't in that but you just stumbled across me so and then yeah, you yeah. had me on your podcast which yeah um, yeah and, and i, I actually, wanted to get on that i i have my I still, uh
1: me and my friend started a Adam, podcast which i still
2: i i, rec- I recorded that episode. i i have it um yeah. if you still i'll send you Oh yeah attention. yeah we we actually uh we, It's we, actually in the it's actually in the marquee of uh, Facebook group if you want to listen to that. Oh, that's funny. Um so yeah, me and Adam started this podcast
1: in college uh where we were reviewing bad movies and pretending that they were good and we didn't think anybody <laughs> would ever find this we were, podcast. We this were talking episode.
2: about yeah, we were talking about uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. We were comparing the Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. sequels, and I was defending At World's End because yeah. that movie is such an awesome mess.
1: And yeah, but uh, and so like ju- yeah. yeah, we we weren't expecting anybody to find it ever, and then we just randomly. Uh, got a fan and it was Jacob and he was our one guy who was listening
2: to the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and so and that's why I had you on this and show. That's how Drake turned yeah. a the favor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Drake, um, I just want to say before you had it's been great having you on mm-hmm. for these past three episodes. Um, and you know, even when I'm gone, you know, feel don't feel like you have to be on the show with me to be mm-hmm. on it. Like, you know, it's you're completely free to be on the show whenever you want to, man. Yeah, movie. our our door, our doors are always open. And also <laughs> I will I will help you clean the river at some time. I think that'd be a great way to hang out. Or yeah. even even go see a movie at celebration. Who knows? Yeah.
1: That, yeah, that that would be fun. All
2: right. Well, so where can anyone find you, Drake?
1: Uh, you could find me on Letterboxd. My name is Drake B. And uh you could also find me on YouTube. Uh my account name right now is Great Lakes cleanup, and I make uh, cleanup videos where I, I pick up trash and the environment and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's awesome are- work.
2: That's,
3: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: thank yeah.
2: you. Yeah, so, yeah, tata, Drake. Thanks for having me on board, man. Of
1: course, you guys have a good one. All right, thank Drake, care, pleasure man. to meet Take you.
0: Care. Have a good
2: one. Have a good one. All right, okay. Yeah, it, it means a lot to me that he agreed to be on this one I'm so glad he was on yeah yeah, yeah. that's really cool he's, he's, <laughs> a, he's a good guy he truly is um, i can see that I can so see that. well so oh yeah uh lord of the Rings um yeah lord of, lord of the
0: Rings it is um ha- having having revisited it like pretty recently i can say with confidence it's it is one of the great one of the greatest
2: trilogies of all time oh yeah Oh, absolutely!
4: I just watched Fellowship recently, and it's 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 magical. It's beautiful.
2: One thing that that always I, I'm just amazed by how many different tones there are in those movies, and they all fit so splint seamlessly. You they know? do. Like with the Shire, like what what the shire, one one movie has scenes of the Shire, and the other one has Mina's as Tirith, and they couldn't possibly feel more like different places. Yeah, I, I just love. Yeah, Howard Shore's score is some of the best I've ever heard. Um, yeah,
4: I almost the get Royal emotional Heroes. watching that. Like just listening to like the 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 music that plays in the Shire. Yeah. Like that music is beautiful.
2: Has anyone by by chance has anyone ever seen the Ralph Bakshi one? Not in its
0: entirety. I've only I seen I saw one.
2: the Hobbit. I think way back when I was young. The Rankin
0: yeah. Bass one. Yeah. yeah. My, my my uncle had that on on VHS.
2: Remember the the Rankin Bass? They also did Return of the King. Yep, that, it had the Orcs singing that song. Well, there's a whip, there's a way. What? It's like a disco song. That is oh oh you're in for it. Yeah,
0: okay, that I
3: sounds
2: got... wildly inappropriate.
3: Yeah. Okay, ooh, I got it.
2: That ooh no. <laughs> okay. I, my... okay, guys, this is i been, like, been hanging you guys out on listening.
0: Red Stream too much now. <laughs>
2: um.
0: That's all it is now. That's all it is.
2: Uh, remember, this brings me back to when, remember when, you guys, when I brought up like the freakiest Zelda cutscene ever, and you guys were so curious that you actually looked it up. I remember.
4: What, <laughs> okay. the, the one from Twilight Princess?
2: Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. Can you guys Google YouTube where there's a whip, there's a way? If somebody can do that
4: Wait.
3: i am scared for i am this. i am not
0: scared. doing that i'm not doing it i okay. will
3: do it voluntarily just to see not we <laughs> god is this gonna put me on a watch list just type there it no it's like ah it, ah, it, it immediately ah
4: god ah what ah
3: okay it's like
2: do the, 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 the one that's like sick that was posted 16 years ago mm.
4: Make sure that make sure that we got the right. Sixteen one.
0: years ago. Oh, oh there okay. it is. Safe search
3: is on. <coughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what is this? Oh no! That is. Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel like I need to go to church. <laughs> <laughs> can, you,
2: can you? Can you look it up? Can you go? Can you YouTube it?
0: Fine. All right. All right. I will. I, I'll i have to look this up later because
3: I um, will. It's
4: not egregious, but it is... <laughs> it's Rankin
2: Bass doing
3: Tolkien. Ironically... The
2: my, Christmas special people doing Tolkien.
3: My only experience with their version of The Hobbit is the fact that they did... The guys that did the Adult Swim show, Smiling Friends, had a character. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, I saw that. That
4: just looked exactly or like. Oh, remember
2: when when South Park um mm. had like Lemmy Winks through Mister Slave's ass, mm. the gerbil Lemmy Winks, the Lemmy Winks tale must be told.
3: Is that what he was making fun of? Yes. Fun fact: That is the only South Park episode that my mom could not watch interesting life of her just she could handle pretty much everything else from south park she liked south park for a time then just fell out of it but that episode in particular when it came to the the imagery of lemmy winks inside it was it, it was too much for her which i feel i i totally understand but it's kind of a half shame because i think the rest of that episode is really funny
2: yeah
3: I think I'm just tired because that
0: animation is strangely hypnotic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're watching it right now, Kiana?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching uh, it with the sound off so we don't get content slapped. Yeah. <laughs> so whipped. <laughs> so, so so,
4: so Stop it.
0: And whipped. That too. I might enjoy that actually. Okay, fine. This is not Red Stream. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it, Bray.
2: And then, so, return, sorry, go, 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 go on, Mike, I've poisoned your minds too much. <laughs> I've poisoned your minds long enough, guys. Um, so as as we come to the end of this oh. episode, Jacob,
0: I want to put the spotlight back on you. Yeah. Um, what are your, some so of your funny. favorite
2: memories from your time here? Honestly, anytime time made you guys laugh. Mm-hmm. Anytime. which has been a lot yeah that one particular time i'll i always <laughs> used to go back to this one um it was what, what no two? go ahead go ahead it was one Thank think I, I remember it go was ahead. one of the first ones we ever did when we were talking about the movies that came out in theaters before um covet happened released in theaters we were talking about this one horror movie take on hansel and gretel um called gretel yes. and hansel Ooh. i was casually referencing a bunch of other hansel and gretel adaptations and one of them just happened to be called hansel and gretel get Bake. and you that's and what the whole, i was thinking of yeah, and then <laughs> and then crystal like you're just like oh my god i just got it <laughs> and in that same one. um you you know they just had to they came up with the title first. They <laughs> Absolutely, came
4: up,
3: they came
2: up um, with the title first. There was also another one. Um, we were talking about another one we did. We talked about My Spy, the Debutista. Um, like that was the worst. movie where he's the little girl. Um,
3: the worst Indiana Jones reference.
2: Joshua had to get a beer for that <laughs> there was all and um. That was also the movie where I talked about the most depressing movie I'd ever seen, The Painted Bird,
3: and just the whip. Oh yeah, The Painted Bird and My Spy. It was, yeah, My Spy
2: was uh, uh The Painted Bird was actually more fun to watch than My okay. Spy. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I
0: bet it was. Honestly. I remember.
2: Uh, no, um, hmm. I liked it when I was on Cartoon Saloon with Mike and Cameron. I would, yeah. I that was, that I, was I was that was gushing fun. over them. I gushed over those movies because it was a time where I got to talk. I was also the one where I got to. The, there was another one where I got to talk about Animal Crackers. That was the one that I looked at the production of for a long time. On that one, and I'm glad I finally got to watch it. And um, I remember, um, Josh, there was like this. You actually um, laughed when you edited this. Is there's another one we were talking about? A Whisker Away. It was the anime, like Ghibli, want to be and i said it was mad by saying like eh, eh, like that like that and josh you apparently you laughed really hard at I, that i do remember
3: because <laughs> editing can be so laborious yeah. just in general seeing WAV files and having to hear everybody in slow motion cutting out our own like when we stutter or anything like that or when yeah. we when 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 we kind of that was it a one that... like, loop on ourselves and then just finding little magical moments. There was yeah. a
4: point where yeah. I edited for you because you were really busy with something else and you had no time to edit. So I edited.
2: Jo- Josh, I remember when we did um, that one holiday one where you were reading Ernie Klein. Oh, that, and, that one's a classic. Well, I said to you, I said to you afterwards, I was like, um, um, Josh, um, this is an honest question.
0: Why do you do this to yourself?
2: And you then know. and then and then and then Cameron, I remember Cameron just laughed hard at that. I,
3: I um, it's funny, I still haven't finished Ready Player 2. I I bought that exclusively <laughs> for the Thanksgiving episode that we did. I yeah. am still right where I left it because it was just like, you know, maybe I, maybe I should lay the demon to rest. I
2: can I can just imagine like I can imagine us like having an intervention with you you know like we're just in a circle and like we're just trying to talk you out of, like josh what you're doing like submitting yourself to ernie klein it, it's just not healthy dude Thank crystal you. crystal Thank had you. to do
3: that to me when we were on a trip at Riadoso. we went to a little quaint bookstore i had some extra money it was oh, just, yeah. and everything and we uh, when i walked I in i found yeah. armada the only paperback that I could find of Armana and I almost got it, and Crystal was just like, no. We're having a good time. <laughs> Put the I book imagine, down. I
2: can imagine her like setting up like an um, Ernie Klein um, Readers Anonymous meeting with you. <laughs> um, Yeah. I, even, I remember when we talked about X-Men, with the X-Men movies with Millennial Mike, we were talking about Deadpool. We were talking about a deadpool you guys um kiona i've always loved um hearing your like when you're really passionate about um certain like move like the comic books and video games you know i just love whenever i hear you guys talk about the stuff that you love i'm like you know what this is all what it's all about this is what it's all (laughs) about this is why we're here um yeah yeah i want to know is um was there like any um movie that you watched for the film series Kiona that you really liked that that really stuck with you for the film series my god I can't even remember what I watched for the film series um I feel like that was a while ago um it was it, to be honest I missed let me, the early let me go back days let me go back i I missed the early days give me too. a moment <laughs> I missed the early days when that that more omnibus um format. You know, uh, like basically or yeah. we just watched whatever and like we, we released it like this one time we did one on Mulan and we talked about a bunch of smaller movies around that. Um mm-hmm. yeah, we talked a lot of smaller movies, and you know that was fun. Um I remember that one time where Hayden brought up the squeaky boobs. Oh god, I remember oh that gosh. too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, I remember that,
3: that. that activates I got so to <laughs> see a lot of
2: cool I got I got to watch a lot of cool movies I probably wouldn't have watched um, in other circumstances. Um, yeah. I'll, I don't, oh, oh. Hmm. You know, Josh. You know death, what death I liked
0: what? one one of the one of the movies that I liked was uh, you know when we talked about the Old Guard that was a
2: good one. Um, the old guard. Oh yeah, The Five Bloods was really good. Oh that, yeah, that was
0: great. That was even great. when we talked
2: about the really shitty ones like Artemis Fowl. Artemis
3: mm-hmm. Fowl. Oh. Oof.
0: Oh I still gosh. I still haven't seen that. Oof
3: oh dude and, or when me and Kiona ranted about Guns of Kimbo. Kimbo. <laughs> angry I got at Cinderella. Yeah. Oh my god. When Cinderella. you got angry at Cinderella. And, oh man.
0: That, Josh, that was that was a fun podcast, but speaking of speaking of rants, Josh, do you remember your rant on um David Ayer? just the what was it called? The, the tax, collector. Collector. Tax, oh, collector. tax collector. Oh, tax
4: collector. That, <laughs> mm. that um, was pretty epic.
3: I gotta remember. I'm curbing my tongue with anything relating to that. He's got his fans. That movie has its fans. I'm I'd not say, one of them.
4: Mexican. I remember when. I recovering from that. I remember movie.
2: when you showed. Um, who was that one who was making those pervy comments about Will Smith? Oh. <sighs>
4: Oh, was
2: it Shane Dawson? Shane Dawson. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I didn't even, like, I, I even, like, I muted my microphone because I didn't want to interrupt you, man. You just kept going. I didn't want to stop you. <laughs>
3: um, um, that, that, um, I haven't heard that name in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I remember- me, me
2: neither. Uh, gosh. Um. Yeah, but ever since, like, movie theaters opened again, like, we kind of had a more grounded style. like, two or three movies at a time we talked about. Um, um, I liked hearing Tyler. I liked hearing her little history lessons. She talked about that uh, crazy-ass 101 Dalmatians sequel book. Um, I remember when Brock was telling me that one comic book story about Venom and Spider-Man's sperm or something.
4: Oh, my God.
2: Oh, God. It was, oh, was um, Venom. It was, and um, I was just like,
3: my response to that was
2: I didn't sign up to hear this shit.
3: Spider-Man. I was here to talk about Venom. Spider-Man Rain. Loving me killed you, Mary Jane. Jane. Like a spider laying a thousand eggs of cancer.
2: Oh, Tyler. um, (laughs) Let's see.
3: Um,
2: Crystal, you know what was one precious memory of mine was that one mental health one when we were talking about good qualities of each other and Chris still you called me an absolute ray of sunshine
0: Mm. Aww,
2: that was so sweet you know I that really warmed my heart like that you know I I always saw myself like if we all had different personas um mine was just kind of like I always thought of me as just like the big kid of the group you know just the guy who's just happy to be here you know who doesn't know who's not as well read uh, when it comes to comic books or video games you guys but you know, I just always have a ball here. You know, I always just you know, um, I liked um, I liked getting the chance to talk to I to Kalu, my friend of mine in France, once when ab, in the mental health one after the twenty twenty election.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was an interesting one.
2: Yeah, I've I've got to talk with people, some fun people like Morgan and Drake, and I've yeah. I've I've got to you know I've I've done. I've had a lot of fun with this podcast. I really have. And mm-hmm. as as much as the career opportunity, you know, a lot of opportunities have opened up, but I'd be remiss if I'd be lying to myself if I said that I'm not going to miss this. I, I truly am. Like, even with how long it sometimes can be, you know, how long, you know, like even when stuff gets in the way, like technical difficulties. Or, <laughs> or just schedules simply not lining up. Yeah, you know, yeah, like schedules like, not lining up. Ideas yep. just like, Big ideas for episodes just not panning out. Um. By the way, Josh, guess what movie I had Kiona watch today?
3: He told me when oh, Marnie yeah. was
2: there. Yeah, he does. He
3: Which one? When Marnie was there, the Studio Ghibli movie.
4: Oh, that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one.
2: You should. It's it's one of the most therapeutic movies I've ever seen in my life. You
3: and Catherine. Okay. Together.
2: I I, so. I I've read I'm glad how that movie is very is very well liked with the people like who have been struggling with mental health. Like I've heard, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, you know, that I watched that movie and I was a wreck. I was, oh, was just an absolute, a lots of people were, um, dude. yeah. Yeah. Well, um,
0: Jacob, something that you helped me with and uh, something that I felt brought us closer is the fact that I basically told you that I'm pansexual. Yeah. That's and, why I came out um, as bi. Yeah, and that's something that is very meaningful to me as well. And that's something that I wanted to say for this podcast because... Um,
2: I'm proud of you for coming
0: out, dude. Yeah, because basically, that's who I am. I as I like person. when... We, speaking of which,
2: I'm glad that I... I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure that's obvious to anybody who's followed me on Twitter over the past year or
2: so. You know, <laughs> that's mental, pretty obvious. On the mental health one, uh, I the recent one I did where I get to talk about my autism and me embracing it, you know and yeah, yeah. you know I, 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 I out of all, out of all the mental health shows that we've done i think that one is probably the one
0: that i'm the most proud of because yeah. that was like i like i i know um at, at this at my school um we we had a really good um a good program uh, um that dealt with people with um with uh disabilities so i'm i've kind of been surrounded by um People on the spectrum, like throughout my education. That's
3: so.
0: Mm. Um, so I, I, I was just really happy that uh, that Jacob, you like but, found found um, your calling.
2: Yeah. Um. I. That's when I want to. I want to ask you guys a quick this question. How have I changed your perceptions of autism? Like, what was it like? What was your understanding of before you met me and after you met me?
4: Can I be honest? I had never. Well. I, I I had had a uh, a bad experience with somebody who um, I believe had I, I won't say exactly what he had because I can't exactly remember. Are you but,
3: talking about who I think you're talking yes, about? Yes, uh,
4: this one kid he threatened me physically, and I had mm-hmm. it, it was just it was a bad first time experience. But meeting you and speaking with you, getting to know you, and then finding out that you were autistic, it was it was very eye opening and Mm -hmm. you're a great person
2: thanks crystal
3: josh i mean i've had some experience with you know with people on the spectrum i your brother's on the spectrum (laughs) no we
4: we don't know for sure but i mean i
3: swear i thought he uh, oh my god well
4: no he he has adhd
3: oh i i always confuse that i always uh i'm sorry but i i have known quite a few people in my personal life that were on the spectrum like Crystal's dad's girlfriend Maddie was on the spectrum is on the spectrum and she was very manic yeah. she mm-hmm. she was very sporadic and all over the place and her her mood would shift and it was a, a myriad of factors i never once held held it as like oh it's because of this or that but you know with the people that i've known in my life that are on the spectrum <laughs> they've it's always been kind of a very like kind of a winding road of just like well they're like this they're like this but seeing you and talking with you for all these years god it's been years it has been yeah it has been it is you've been, you've been with me through a lot man it is a constant education and i mean that in the best possible way that mm. even now i'm still learning a lot yeah. just by yeah. being your friend thank you Fiona, how about you um i had some bad experiences when
0: i was much much younger uh with a with a kid who was in my class back in like you know my god i was so preteen years i i think (laughs) um and he was he was on the spectrum as well but back then it wasn't as understood as you guys gotta remember i'm old but like meeting you my friend uh yeah like like they said it's been very very eye-opening for me and um Knowing the type of person you are, knowing your compassion, your empathy for others, including myself, and the fact that you're so willing to reach out to me when you know that I'm having a bad day—you can sense it. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I really, I've, I really do appreciate that.
2: I've had a history of trauma myself with how people perceive my autism. Yeah, and um, finally, Mike, but how, how have I changed your right perception of autism a bit at all?
0: Um, honestly. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think you've really changed my perception that much because as I kind of said earlier, I've, I, I've grown up with, with like various, um, experiences with, um, you know, people who are neurodivergent, but
3: mm-hmm.
0: just getting, getting to know, getting to know you personally, um, I, I have, I have seen your per- personal growth and, yeah, um, you know, just getting to work with you throughout these yeah. last couple years. Um, yeah, like I I, 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 can tell you're the kind of person who wants to be the the best version of yourself, and that's that's something that I can relate to.
2: I, and that's the thing, you know, my autism it does cause me to be blunt sometimes. It does, it does cause me to be blunt and tactless sometimes, and you know, I. I always try and, but guys, you got to keep in mind that that's with me, that's just unavoidable sometimes. And that's what I, that's something that I've come to accept myself. Help you know that I shouldn't beat myself up over it because, you guys, one thing I'll always, I'll always take um, reassurance in is the fact that I never mean to hurt anyone or I never try, like, I never try to hurt people's feelings or, you know, and I'm always so sorry about it. And
4: And that's all that matters, because at the end of the day, you need to accept yourself. Not us, not anybody, anybody in your life. You need to accept you. And I can see that.
2: Only very recently have I grown to accept myself. Yeah.
4: But we do accept you. We love you. And you're you're an incredibly empathetic person. And it's been an honor being on this show with you.
0: Yeah, the feelings mutual. And the door is always open man you can always come back anytime anytime if you have a spare hour one night and you just want to be on a podcast if
2: this is a big if but um this is probably um kind of a tall order but um (laughs) if you guys were to ever get richard Newby for the marquee one just know where remember where i am okay richard because he is easily my favorite critic out there um or, you know, or, you know, if you guys maybe if you have anything special for Autism Acceptance Month, you know, I'm here because if we do uh like a like a mental health show, I've may maybe this maybe, but okay. um we'll see. We, okay. Yeah. We'll see we, and I do. Yeah, I do hope to. But, you know, guys, as, much, as fun as it is to be on this podcast, I do think that there are I have different goals in life i, I feel You've, like i have to you found a, a greater
0: calling you found something that really gives you a lot of joy and a lot autism of autism yeah. and that's good and you should go ahead and pursue
2: that but yeah, just know that we're study. always here yeah and you're always welcome
4: and we're cheering yeah. you on
2: of course yes, yes.
0: and we support you
2: yeah and i'm glad that to an extent like like you got guys, your guys's view of me has changed in the past few years as well you know i you know and hopefully now that you know someone who's this, who's worn their autism this much on their sleeve, that you will know that when you come across another autistic person, maybe, just maybe, you will come to understand it even better than you used to. You know, just understand that that autistic person has so much to offer. You know, and just, Absolutely. and yeah, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, we're gonna miss you,
0: man. We're gonna miss we're you. Gonna miss you. Yeah. We're gonna miss you. Same. I your know. Perspective and we're going to miss your passion so
2: yeah i know i haven't always been the easiest to work with but you know sometimes none
0: of none of that matters none of that matters at the end of the day none of it matters you know the fact that you were on this journey with us and the fact that you were one of the one of the co-founders yeah in a in a lot of ways and the fact that you really wanted to keep everything going with us you know you never let me give up yeah. and i really appreciate that you know my and um, my my goddamn borderline personality disorder ass. you know like deserves a little a little punch in the face sometimes like no, it doesn't yeah no, it, it doesn't. does you know me when i get really down on myself you know you guys got to slap me out of that reality uh, out of that unreality and, and bring me back I, I, here, so. I always i always have a li- a life uh a life jacket wait waiting whenever whenever you whenever you need it yeah so 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 you know
2: so um yeah i do hope that i do i do think i do have so much to offer with me studying about autism about getting to know more from different people's experiences working with autistic people and my supervisor hopes that we can even grow more than that we can have even bigger goals yeah um so to um kiona Mike, Josh, Crystal, and then any of our um co-hosts who are listening to this, you know, Brock, Hayden, Tyler, you know, you know, mm-hmm. Teresa, Haley, it's been it's been uh and everyone else that I've may have forgotten. Um been a hell of a ride. It's been a hell of a ride, it really has. And um, but you know, I just you know, and you know, Cameron, you know, all of you guys, it's been it's been really fun. It truly has been, and I wish all of you, everyone here, everyone here, everyone the best of luck in this entire group. Everyone, I hope that you guys go above and beyond your ambitions for this podcast, for this. And when, when I come back, I, I I hope to see a true, the great expansion of the Renegade Pop Culture brand. You know, and thanks,
0: man. We we appreciate it. Oh, captain, yeah.
3: my captain.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. captain. Good night, goodbye, and um, joy be to well. you all. Know, goodbye, Tri-State area. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, though, before uh, you, and, and and lastly, you know what, I want to say before we do the outro is I want to say happy birthday to you, man. Right. And yes. uh, yeah, happy birthday,
2: Jacob. Big 3-0. Happy yeah, happy birthday.
0: And of course, once a renegade, always a renegade, and Jacob. Do you have anywhere that people can find you online if they want to follow you, if they want to keep up, keep supporting you and your efforts?
2: Find me on Facebook, J. McRable, K-R-E-H-B-I-E-L but don't expect any activity for me um, in, in this area so guys, after, I will be leaving the Facebook groups um, shortly after this just so I can focus on my work
0: Okay, okay, alright totally and understand. then, um, Crystal where can we find you?
4: Oh, well, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok under simply underscore ragu 816. Um, and you can find me on the Facebook uh, renegade pop culture group chat. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for me. I never do anything. So,
3: <laughs> True.
4: oh, uh, just before yeah. I before yeah. I finish, I didn't get to talk about it before, but I just want to say yeah. just real quick, go watch Puss in Boots Last Wish. Yes! That's Go a watch good that. one. Go watch it, please. It needs money.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it got drowned out by Avatar, but it was so good.
0: That's what I've heard. I've heard nothing but positive things about it. Alright, Josh. Would love it. My friend, can. where can we find you?
3: One more for the road. You can find me on Twitter at JSH Lozano where I am currently in the midst of trying to debunk all the Misinformation about James Gunn's plans for DC, even though I'm waiting for your calls, James. I could do Blue Beetle too, and I am also. Would you be willing to
0: direct Jason Momoa as Lobo?
3: Is the question. I would have to read more Lobo, but hell yeah! Uh,
4: No, I think I think that would be awesome. (laughs) I think it would be. I think think it would be all right. Again,
3: Mason Druckman, return my calls. I am there (laughs) for season two. That episode. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, in the fields, man. Okay. Um, And then you can find me on YouTube at Joshboy64, where, and you can hold me to this. This is the year that the videos are going to commence. Kingdom Hearts will probably come in autumn. That's the feature my plan. length documentary. The feature length, but it's fitting thematically. But my next that video is. that I'm going to be coming back with is going to be an entire video essay on Alan Wake. Adapted from my editorial that I did here for the site with nice. some changes made here and there. Nice. And um you can find me on Facebook at the Renegade Pop Culture Facebook group. And you can also find me on TikTok at Joshua Lozano64, I believe. I've only done one TikTok where I showed off a glitch when I was playing Sly Cooper mm-hmm. on the PlayStation 4. And um yeah. That's pretty much it for me.
0: Okay. And then the Wednesday dance is coming soon, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mike, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Hive at Captain K forty two. You can check out my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash coach K forty two. And as I'm sure Keona will mention, you can follow Renegade Pop Culture on Facebook and Twitter at Ren Pop Culture. You can also find us on YouTube, on PodChaser, on the Banana Meter, all of our podcasts you can listen to on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and apparently Pandora. And then apparently. everything, apparently. and then everything can be found at renegadepopculture.com. Can I Gabe, say
2: that, can So dot com. Yeah. Oh. Can I say the slogan? Go ahead, Nina's tape, so do we.
0: Awesome, man. All right, and uh, I actually got to do my outro. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, so you guys can find me on Twitter at Neoplasmic24. I did change that because, you know, I didn't want my real name floating around out there since I'm going to be on Twitch soon. And um, you can also, like, that's, that's kind of a thing that's possibly going to happen pretty soon, the meltdown. So that'll be on twitch.tv slash Neoplasmic, N-E-O-P-L-A-S-M-I-C. And um you can also catch me on my on uh my best friend's uh Twitch stream as well which we do on Tuesday, Thursday and Friday at 12 Eastern and it goes about 3 hours every day. Um it's uh some bitch named Red on Twitter and that is S O M E B I S H N A M E D R E D. Uh so on Twitch, I mean, not Twitter Twitch. Um and you'll just hear me on the mic. You won't you won't see all of this on there but uh (laughs) yes exactly exactly dramatic face okay um and that is about it oh you can follow of course renegadepopculture.com for all of our articles for all of our podcasts everything that we've done up until now is all on there and you can find us on twitter at ren pop culture ren not snippy just ren all right guys we are gonna see you later um once again thank you jacob for everything. You have been a boss, my friend. God Thank bless you. you. Thank you. And uh, all the success in the world with all of your future endeavors. And everything. Thank
2: you, dude. Thank you. All right. And all you the want same. To say, you best. want to
0: say that slogan one more time?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Go for it.
1: Renegade pop culture, mean escape. So do we.
0: Always, always and forever. All right. See you guys. Good, Good, night. See you. Good
1: night. Good night. Good
3: night, everybody. Peace.